0: All bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies,
1: disasters. That's bad things.
0: Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello. <laughs> I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things.
1: Welcome, everybody. Welcome.
0: Follow us. InstaX, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, Threads, Blue Sky, at All Bad Things Pod. Email us, allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group, our Discord, and our subreddit.
1: Do all of those things.
0: How about them bills too soon? I'm sorry? <laughs> How are you doing?
1: Um, the the bills? Uh, who, who might whom might they be?
0: Are you denouncing them finally? Uh, oh, do I get yay? We don't have to live in the shadow of the bills anymore.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that. What we are going to talk about instead uh-huh. is for the second week in a row, <laughs> the game was happening during something I already had pre-planned. So last week, right. they had to move the Bills game, Bills-Steelers game, to Monday, mm-hmm. 4.30. I already had tickets to go to the Hurricanes game, so yeah. it was like, I'm not going to... And we had, we had good seats, too. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't been to a game yet, all season. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm not going to not do that. Mm-hmm. But then I'm sitting at the game, like, by the time the third period's on, mm-hmm. thankfully we were getting killed. We were down 5-1 to one in a mm-hmm. hockey game, so it was like no big deal to, like, sit there and watch my phone. Because <laughs> hockey game was already over. Mm-hmm. But it was like, all right, by the time we left the arena, they were up 21 nothing. so it was like, no anxiety, you know, but they get a field goal blocked, kind of gets Pittsburgh back in it, but Pittsburgh never really got back in it, and they won the game. So... The
0: Bills won the game, not yes, Pittsburgh. Yes, Buffalo, yeah.
1: correct. And then, so, this past Sunday, <laughs> meaning last night... Right. For, uh, we're recording this January on the 20, 20, 22nd. Yes, mm-hmm. January 21st. hmm so I, we bought tickets to go see Tool like three see months really? ago. Mm-hmm. And actually three months ago really was, it was like iffy at best if Buffalo was even going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I bought the ticket, like put it in because it was just like, oh, Tool, Charlotte, January. Yes, right. of course. Mm-hmm. D- didn't even think about. And I realized like it was a Sunday and I'm like, hmm. I mean, like, there's a,
0: a... Possibility. Like, there's
1: certainly a possibility that mm-hmm. they might be playing a playoff game mm-hmm. at that exact same time.
0: And what do you know?
1: And sure enough, so, watched, like, pretty much most of the first quarter at a, at the restaurant bar mm-hmm. before we went to the show, because the arena was across the street from mm-hmm. where we're staying. And then, just standing in line and checking the score, and by the time we actually got to our seats, mm-hmm. about... Maybe like ten minutes before Tool came on, mm-hmm. so we, we weren't in our seats for very long, which was nice. Mm-hmm. So we like timed it perfectly because mm-hmm. none of us had heard of the opening band. And we're like,
0: what were th- what was their name? The Elders. Okay,
1: I'd never heard of them. And I was like,
0: what was their style? I don't
1: know. Didn't you hear. You didn't them. really hear N- them, yeah? Nope. No, they were done by oh, the time oh, we got okay. in Oh, okay. They were they were switching. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And uh, so I was like, yeah, the opening band is gonna be this. We know they're gonna get on stage like around this time. I'm like, mm-hmm. we can watch the f- the first quarter and. And so it timed still out make perfect. The, still make the show, and it did. And then, like me and my other friends who are also Bill's fans, were like, "Let's not look at our phones. Let's fucking enjoy the show."
0: So you didn't. You were not checking. Let's... the... Okay.
1: Well, we were like trying to commit to it, and and my friend Jason brought up a good point. He's like, "Whether we check our phones or not, it's not going to change anything." That's true. That's very true. Yeah, you know, and everybody's like, "Be present." But
0: mm-hmm.
1: I did not check my phone. Mm.
0: But you also weren't present. I was not present. <laughs>
1: Like, at all. And also, part of it was, too, I didn't love, like, their opening the three. I didn't. Like, yeah. especially their opening song, I was mm-hmm. like, there are, like, 20 songs I can think of that I'd rather hear you than... you said it was
0: their newer stuff, and it you're was. more of a fan of yeah. their classic hits.
1: Well, just their heavier stuff. I mean...
0: Did they get lighter
1: in their oh like, yeah. years? Oh, yeah. The, they yeah. got a li- little lighter here and there in uh-huh. the overall vibe, and the songs got longer.
0: Oh no, <laughs> so they're already it was just like, a little yeah.
1: over but, the top. But they have plenty of long songs that are amazing throughout sure. the entire song. Uh-huh. But lately, they're just kind of like that's eh, okay. Okay. You know, see so
0: Grubbs is too busy with his winery. I
1: mean, these guys are. We were talking about it coming back. Like these guys are in their mid to late fifties.
0: Yeah, they're kind of so chilling is out and a guess little. and
1: guess what? So is the crowd. Yes. <laughs> There wasn't a person under 30 in there. No. I mean, there might have been two. Mm-hmm. That was about it. And uh, it's like, you know, they they can't fucking rage out like they used to. They can, mm-hmm. can here and there, and you know what? Like, the audience can either. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, thankfully, to, to a degree, thankfully we were all seated. So I couldn't, and everybody's kind of packed in tight, so I couldn't, like, really headbang. Oh, really?
0: Nobody was, like, standing up? Mm-mm, we really? couldn't. It
1: was all seated where we were. Oh, okay, and yeah. you
0: didn't—you weren't going to be the asshole who stood up and blocked no. people. that's good. That's good. Yeah. And
1: uh, so and uh, so that just kind of makes it, but
0: yeah, that kind of it does. It kind of does kind of dampen the energy yeah. a little.
1: So I know I've been to a, plenty of tool shows, so I know they're going to have an intermission at some point because they always do. And how, I was how like, How
0: long do they tend to play?
1: Like, they'll play for like an hour and fifteen minutes. Uh-huh. Take a fifteen-minute break. Okay. And then melt your fucking face off for like that last half hour.
0: Oh, okay. I gotcha. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that's what they did with this show. They saved all the heavy <laughs> the bedstick, songs and yeah. the shit for like, uh-huh. like, like neck's getting a little tight. <laughs> <laughs> Your voice is sounding a little yeah
0: rougher than usual too.
1: But, uh, but I was like, you know what? It might time out perfectly with maybe I can catch the end of the game and not. Uh-huh. But, uh, as soon as it went to intermission, I heard this guy say, fuck the bills, like in a good way. And I was like,
0: a good way for him, for him. Yeah.
1: And I was like, we fucking lost the game. Like as soon as he said that, and I think I think Killcoin said later that he was talking to Scott, because Scott was wearing a Bill's hat.
0: Oh, gee. Well, we were, and I and I was
1: wearing a Bill's shirt. Like there were. But
0: what an asshole just like yelling at you. Could have been a Kansas City fan.
1: I didn't even look. Who
0: cares? Would you have said fuck the Chiefs? Oh no, but but I'm just but I'm just
1: saying. All I'm saying is, as soon as he said that in the tone of his voice, I Mm -hmm. I was like, we lost. And then I went out, checked my phone. Mm -hmm. Like yep, we lost. Mm -hmm. And I was like done with that I don't don't want to know how
0: I just know <laughs> you, the final just score watched highlights and since then yeah uh-huh.
1: I didn't till like three hours later we didn't till like midnight okay we were all finally like all right let's it let's see what the fuck happened here because <laughs> we only lost by three
0: it's funny you posted something on Facebook like um, oh if you'd have told me six years ago when Josh Allen was drafted that like all this would happen I responded. I'm pretty sure I said something to that effect. I told you. I've told you <laughs> since not, we started. I've
1: not looked at any of responses.
0: Dating, that you will forever be disappointed by this team forever.
1: So I have you to blame.
0: When you die at like age ninety-nine. <laughs> well,
1: that's what. Okay. Well, that's the. Uh,
0: they'll win the following th- year. Yes,
1: that's what I've always said. I was so, dear listeners, if. When? I mean, they could discover some new scientific thing in the next 10 years. (laughs) Who knows? But when? Please
0: don't sign me up for it. I don't want to live forever.
1: I'll give it a try. Let's see. Why not? (laughs) But, like, when I die, Mm -hmm. if it's 75, let's hope. Let's hope I make at least the. uh, Oh,
0: God. I hope you make it longer than that. I'll only be 67. 85.
1: 102. There you go. When I died at 102. Just
0: like the cats. The cats are going to live yes. to be 102, too.
1: Um, I realize we just have the fridge on. I
0: know. Sorry about we left the fridge on. <laughs> but, um,
1: yeah, bet literally everything you have on, the next on Buffalo year. winning the next year. I don't, I... I don't care if they had, like, one win the previous season. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like now, now they're going to make it happen.
0: I know what I'll do. I'll, like, tell, I'll write in, at age, you know, whatever I am, 95 by the time you die. And I'll be like, oh, my husband was such a Bills fan. I've been saving his ashes for the day when the Bills win. Yeah. I'll have them, like, take me onto the field with your urn in, like, some stupid goodwill, you know, like, um, post-celebration or whatever. And I'll stand with the urn and smile. And then I will... Open up the urn, and I will throw your ashes in the faces of everyone present representing the Bills organization. How about that?
1: Sounds like fun. There you go. I mean, it'd be memorable, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what are they going to do? Arrest me? <laughs>
1: yeah. it, it, it would turn out just like a, like the Big Lebowski, except you'd be doing it to executives. You know in the Big Lebowski where you, you might not remember that, or uh, have you seen that film? I have. Yes, anyway, definitely have. It's yeah. b-
0: he peed on a guy's rug. He did. That but, I uh, remember.
1: Yeah, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> but there's a funny scene where ashes wind up right in somebody's face. okay. So.
0: Yes, that's a frequent punchline in comedy is um, But if done, ashes going somewhere they shouldn't. But if
1: it's done right, it's yes. pretty fucking funny. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Enough about the Buffalo Bills.
0: <laughs> Enough who, about that disaster. <laughs> who, uh,
1: I'll almost guarantee you. 50- see, I'm now I'm changing changing attitudes just for just for a little bit until the next season starts. But I can you, guarantee, you can I, can gar- I can guarantee you, fifty two weeks from now, I'll probably feel the same way about the Bills. Disappointed, again. We'll see. Hopefully not.
0: You're taking it better than I thought you were going to.
1: I, I mean, it's, it wasn't shocking. I mean, it really wasn't. So.
0: No, it's never shocking that you still get upset.
1: <laughs> sure. But I'm taking it better, so I'm getting less upset. Uh-huh. For now. Anyway. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about real disasters, <laughs> not sports ones.
0: Well, we just did <laughs> the Buffalo Bills. We we could do an episode <laughs> On the Buffalo Bills. I mean, I
1: can just, I can just freestyle on the Buffalo Bills well, if you want me to. I'm pretty sure we've mentioned this
0: before. That's, <laughs> that's sort that's of how the podcast started. started. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I could, I could like, that no, was just.
0: No, we that, will lose everybody. This is just like one span. negative
1: year. Yeah, yeah. That's not. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Anywho. Yeah.
0: Well, we're doing a listener script. Very good. We are doing another script by Stephen. Oh who's at this point basically should be on payroll. If we made money right. <laughs> off of the podcast at all, if we monetized, we would give our money. Well, yeah, I'd probably pay everyone who submits a script. That's probably what i do. Okay. But then that would be like all the listeners are giving money and I'm giving it back to the listeners. So that's why we just don't do any of it.
1: Yeah. No point in trading off. <laughs>
0: exactly. <clears throat> so um, this topic was also suggested by Tally M., Okay. Who I believe is from Australia or possibly New Zealand as well. Anyway, fellow Kiwi slash Aussie, I apologize because I know that they're completely different countries. I'm just not recalling off the top of my head if Tally is Australian or um, New Zealander. Or... Feel free to correct me, Tally, but um, I wanna say I wanna say
1: New Zealand, but
0: I kinda want to too, but yeah. I I'm unsure. Anyway, this is the story of the Cave Creek platform disaster. So, oh, Steven's.
1: Oh, 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 shit. I got a good feeling of what this might be just based on well, what it's called.
0: <laughs> the chances are not that there is a platform that withstands the test of time and never collapses. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> when it's called the Cave Creek platform
1: disaster.
0: <laughs> I wonder, so. if,
1: wonder if it made it. <laughs> But we, we, we will find out.
0: Yeah, well, yeah.
1: I mean, stranger things have happened on this. Uh, on certain, yeah. certain topics that we have. Especially
0: had. Steven's script. Steven knows how to put a... Throw a little curveball yeah, in Yeah, exactly. Or at, least a, at
1: least a breaking ball of some sort. Yes. You know, sometimes a slider.
0: <laughs> it's way too much sports talk this <laughs>
1: episode. Do you know the difference in the break between a slider and a oh. curveball? A curveball's break goes down, a slider's goes up.
0: That's what I was thinking, sure. <laughs> so... uh. P- Stephen's primary sources, the 1995 Commission of Inquiry, Wikipedia, the Greenstone TV documentary, Cave Creek, the full story. Most of the information in this script comes from the documentary and it is available on YouTube. It includes many interviews with the survivors as well as the victims' families. It was made three years after the incident, so some of the interviews can be pretty hard to watch as people's emotions are still quite raw. I think that's the hardest stuff to watch is like, interviews with people's families. Oh, of course. And that's just so sad. This, oh, um, m- most famously, I think, m- most famously to myself, <laughs> um, uh, that's why I think <laughs> <Poor moi. laughs> Stephanie Browett's story is especially, like, touching to me. I know
1: you've mentioned that before. Um,
0: Fakari, the, the, oh, yes. Yes. um, mm-hmm. Uh, Volcanic eruption Mm -hmm. because she was both a victim of the eruption, uh, uh, horribly burned, had to have some fingers amputated, things like that. So like she had just a a horribly difficult recovery. Fortunately, she's doing wonderful today, Mm -hmm. which is great. Um, But also lost her dad and her sister in the same disaster. So she was both a a survivor slash victim of this and a family member. Who lost some money. So she like got the shittiest end of all of the sticks. So Um, this is the third story about a disaster on the west coast of New Zealand's South Island. Ooh, good tracking, Stephen. The other two were coal mine explosions. This one is completely different. Everybody involved had good intentions, but 14 people lost their lives in a highly preventable accident. Note, I will be using the Kiwi term for the Department of Conservation throughout the script. New Zealanders just use the acronym and call it DOC. It is easy to forget that New Zealand was the last country to be, quote, discovered, if you forget the inconvenient fact that the people who had become the Maori found the the island 3,000 years before anyone from the Western Hemisphere had made it that far south. While Abel Tasman, oh, that must be where Tasmania comes from, hmm. uh, arrived off the coast in 1642, it was Captain Cook who claimed the land for his king in 1768. Prior to 1840, the only Westerners that came to New Zealand were whalers, sealers, and missionaries. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's quite a group. Should that be the that great be a band joke. name? That, whalers, no. sealers, and missionaries? Yeah, oh. that are the
1: start of a joke.
0: Mm-hmm. Like a priest or rabbi. <laughs> like, like
1: walking into a bar.
0: A whaler, a sealer, and a missionary walk into a bar. The first New Zealand House of Representatives met in 1854. Before that, European issues were managed by just four people. In 1894, New Zealand's first national park was established in the North Island. All national parks were managed by the Lands and Surveys Department until 1987. That year, a new department was formed called the Department of Conservation. Its job was to manage crown land, including national parks, and to help endangered species. This is a big job. Doc manages one-third of all the land in New Zealand. Wow. So there's a lot of natural land. Yeah. Which is good. A lot of conserved land. Yeah. They maintain walking tracks, bridges, as well as managing hunting and fishing. I'm going to ask Nicole to respond. Do you know... This is not like a quiz. I'm just wondering if she knows. Because Nicole knows about national parks. How much by land area of the United States is like national managed by like the Department of the Interior? That'd be interesting to know. Uh, Most New Zealanders know Punakaiki. I hope that's right. As pancake rocks. These are limestone rocks that resemble stacks of pancakes that run part of the length of the seashore. That sounds really cool. I'd like to see that. I bet. New Zealand is gorgeous. I, um, actually, sure pictures are gorgeous, so of course. Yeah. There are numerous blowholes and caves in the area that make it a compulsory stop if you are driving down the West Coast. You can visit glowworm caves, ooh, and there are many hiking tracks, or you can hire a canoe to travel to the Parorari River. You can look for greenstone on the Punakaiki Beach or go on a horse and wagon ride. The Cave Creek Memorial Track is just one of many options in the area. So building the platform. Kevin Wilde envisioned the Cave Creek Track as an easy walk down to a viewing platform. Ooh. Now I, I, I think I'm get understanding what type of platform we're talking about. That's, that's Observation kind of the, that's platform. That's kind of the feeling I, yeah. That yeah. was kind of what
1: I was initially, we'll, we'll see. Kevin the handed, story's not over.
0: Yeah. Kevin handed the project down to Kevin Murdoch. So Kevin Wild, Kevin Murdoch. There's a lot of Kevin's in New Zealand apparently. Kevin Murdoch had no experience ooh, building platforms, <laughs> so he delegated. <laughs> well, but so he delegated the design of the platform oh, to Les Van Dyke. Les was a trained motor mechanic and had no relevant <laughs> training to help him know it was needed to make the structure safe. I love that. It's like, look, I don't know how to do this. Let me get this guy to do it, who also doesn't who know. Who also how doesn't it. know how?
1: Then it's not on me.
0: I hope that wasn't his thought. Maybe he was just no, like.
1: He, no, it's just incompetence is all it is.
0: Or like I could see myself doing that, like being like, look, I know nothing about astronomy. So I'm going to pick you, random person who also knows no- nothing about astronomy. I just feel like I'm dumber than you. <laughs> Come here. Mm hmm.
1: Do you know nothing about astronomy? Great.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So he wasn't even a carpenter.
1: Yeah, there's... <laughs> okay. I <laughs> gotcha, huh? That's good. That's a good place to start.
0: <laughs> the plans were approved on November the 5th, 1992. At no time did anyone show the plans to a qualified yeah. engineer. He's like,
1: he's like, I've built things with Legos. He's right? like, that's kind of the same thing, right?
0: I would not <laughs> attempt to design our deck no. without an engineer's input, you no. know? Like...
1: There's the, you know what? Because it's not what I do for a living. Right, it's and it's, it's a highly not, specialized. And it's not something I do for a hobby. <laughs>
0: yes, I mean
1: there are plenty of people that and do that you have that are, no
0: expertise, and right. that's the problem. There are plenty
1: of people that do that are yes. can do it on the side. I, I'm jealous of those people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I wish I was one of them, but I'm but I'm not. So I'm just going to hire one. I'm, gonna be like, <laughs> I'm not going to be like, yeah, that Lego set I built, that should get me through it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so. Unfortunately for you, I have some ideas about doing the bathroom tiling myself.
1: Okay.
0: Because I got a a good idea from a friend of a friend who suggested that if I'm going to try tiling, especially small tiles, which can be very tricky to lay straight and everything, right? Try something like tile a small table. You know, make something smaller. See if you like it. See if you can do it. And then move on to a larger project. That's thinking. (laughs) <laughs> but it's not a platform built <laughs> for people to stand on. So. No, that is not. In December, a helicopter transported the prefabricated platform <laughs> to Cave Creek. Okay, so they built it off-site. No one thought they needed a building permit.
1: Yeah. Why not?
0: Okay. So construction began without one. That is a huge problem. I mean, I'm sure it's a huge problem everywhere, but... Cool. In South Florida. Oh, yeah. It was a Mm -hmm. notorious place for, like, stuff not done without permits, Like, just the
1: freaking, hey, here's some, put up some, we'll put up another shoddy building and then move on to the next town. Or Or do stuff inside your home
0: that requires a permit and you don't get it permitted. But then the problem comes when you try to sell the house. And every all your permits have to be in a row. So I'm no,
1: I, I I was just another off topic. Sorry, Stephen. <laughs> um, He's used to it by now. He knows how true. we work. <laughs> Everybody in the audience, I believe they, mm-hmm. they was, anyway. But I saw this interview with this. Um, he was an environmental planner, like, mm-hmm. and uh, he was like, whether you believe in climate change or not, he right. was like, he was like, here's the thing. We have plenty of evidence of. He was like, this whole state of Florida gets rocked by hurricanes every single year. Yeah. He's like, everything in Florida should be made of concrete. Right. He's like, everything. To it, yeah. He was like, because those materials you have to keep reusing and rebuilding, he's like, they're coming from all over the United States and pulling raw materials mm. away from other places mm-hmm. that need it. You know, As more. well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where you could just do the smart thing, mm-hmm. the expensive thing, mm-hmm. but the smart thing, just build everything with concrete because you know what? That would pay for itself over time. Mm-hmm. But who knows?
0: Well, I mean... We don't want well, to make sense. Well, unfortunately, what's gonna be is that no one will live in Florida because yeah, exactly. it will be inhab- it, uninhabitable. It, it will That's be. going to happen. So. <laughs> and
1: not concrete.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, like you'd you'd have to go down a few feet to even just find the coral rocks. Yeah, though. yeah. Um, all right. So construction began without a permit. The people involved thought that a permit was only needed on buildings, and this was not a building. Yeah, it's structures. This seems strange as some of the people in charge of the project had followed the proper procedure building platforms elsewhere in their area. So they conveniently forgot, I guess. On the 22nd and 23rd of April, 1993, 18 dock staff arrived at Cave Creek to work on the path and assemble the viewing platform. Les Van Dyke was part of the dock team, but he was on track clearing duty while four other people were picked to finish build the finished structure. So they're basically like, hey, you who designed it and who are at least like a motor mechanic, you're going to go pick up the trail. <laughs> We're going to just pick four let's, randos. Let's,
1: uh, let's see. Out of all the people here, you're the most qualified.
0: Oh, here, here's even better. No one bothered to take Les's plans and no one consulted him during construction. Yeah. So even though he wasn't really qualified to co- to, to design it, Nobody paid attention to his design anyway, so what does it matter in the end? The guys involved in the construction were just left to fend for themselves. Can you imagine picking four random men and just saying, here's some wood, build a
1: platform? I mean, no. Well, I mean, if I had to choose, there are certain people I would pick. I'd be like, I bet he knows. I would not pick myself. That's <laughs> for sure. I, I would pick you. you. I'd pick you.
0: I love you, but I would pick me and I would yeah, not pick you no, either. I wouldn't
1: pick me either. Yeah. No. I have other skills.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, we're, we're all God's creatures and special everyone. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> I can I can build you a pot shed. <laughs> yes, I can. Or no, not build it. I no, can you decorate, can't really can, build it. I can, can, I can decorate you, you it. You can paint it Bill's yes, colors. I can, I can decorate it. You can decorate. If it. that's what you need. <laughs> <laughs> you just give me the colours, you can tell me what colours you need and I'll paint it for you.
0: Would you ever like Say someone was like, oh, can you do that for me? I'm am a Jets fan. I'm a Patriots yeah, like, fan. Yeah,
1: and I charge them like $5,000 an hour. There you go. You just charge them more.
0: <laughs> Price gouging. That's the way to go. Exactly. It is amazing to think that the guy who designed the platform was right there, but he was never consulted by the guys doing the job. Maybe they had no idea that he had drawn up the plans. Basically, just nobody knows what's going on. uh,
1: Good,
0: good, good, good. Who signed off
1: on this? Oh, that's right. Nobody. Right. Because obviously we have either no regulation or you're not paying attention to whatever regulation you do have.
0: They were required to get a permit. They just didn't. Whatever. They didn't think they needed to. The team had no drill.
1: Get to work, fellas.
0: Oh, it gets better. The team had no drill, so they couldn't use the nuts and bolts specified in the design. Without the plans, they had no way of knowing that the bolts were meant to secure the platform to the piles. They decided that the bolts were to secure the platform to the concrete counterweight that was going to be poured later.
1: What in the... Okay.
0: It's like they're not anchoring it.
1: Properly. Anyway. Or at I mean, all. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's yeah, I was gonna say, it's, yeah, I, guess. I was going to say they're, they're failing to anchor. Oh, they're, no. They're, they're thinking they're... Yeah.
0: Oh, no. All they had was hammers and nails. Oh, so they did the best with the tools available. I mean, I'm not going to knock the individuals necessarily who did this. It's more like the planning team. <laughs> That's at fault here. The lengths of steel to connect the platform to a concrete counterweight were not supplied. And with no plans available to the team on the job, uh, and, and no plans available, the team on the job had no way to know they were missing. <laughs> it, this is just like, build me. Here's materials. Build me a platform. Sure. Someone designed it, but it doesn't matter.
1: You know what? We don't. <laughs> we don't have any. <laughs> we don't have uh, anything to screw these things in with. So do you mind if we just use hammers and nails?
0: You know what? It kind of reminds me of. Do you know what a church work day is?
1: I think you've described this to me. I forgot, but I I think you've told me before. So,
0: at least in our church, it was a small church. I'm guessing bigger churches don't really do this. But we would have, like, on a random Saturday, like, what was called a church work day, where just, like, shit had to get around. This church was a building, right? And it was an aging building, and it had to be repaired, maintained, and everything. And or there needed to be new landscaping or a new playground piece of playground equipment installed, whatever. And like everybody would show up and do something on church work day. This is like church work day, but for a public structure and nobody knows what they're doing. I would actually trust a church work day more than what's going on right here. Because right. at church there's always someone who's an absolute stickler for the the rules. I won't name the person I have in mind, because they have a unique name. But we'll just say it's Greg. Greg would have made sure that it was done correctly at I my see, church.
1: I see. Um, was it, was it with a Greg with two G's, or just one?
0: His last name starts with an X, so that's how unique his last name oh, is. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Only person I think I've ever met with a last name starting with an X. But anyway. uh, Still <laughs> so a little peek into my childhood, I guess. <laughs> Fence posts were used as load-bearing piles under the construction, and these were sunk into the ground fence posts. Hmm. With no plans, they were placed in areas that were easy to dig as the team tried to avoid rocks and tree roots. Nothing was checked to make sure it was straight or level other than by eye. No one took the time to run a string line to keep things straight. There were three piles near the cliff edge. A fourth one couldn't be used as the ground was too unstable. No knock to you at all, but this does kind of sound like you are doing <laughs> you and some friends, which you yourself have admitted you wouldn't even try to do this because I would not. that's the smart thing. If you don't know how to do it, don't do it, right? I'm not going to perform brain surgery. There's a lot of easier things I also cannot do, but I'm saying, you know.
1: I would I would maybe try that over trying to build a bridge or a platform. Because <laughs> you'll only kill one person. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's that law of whatever. You know, you... Limit
0: the carnage. Yeah. <laughs> um, another set of piles were set out behind the first set. None of the piles were in a straight line, so packers of wood were needed to attach the load-bearing bearers to the piles. The nails used were just 100 millimeters long, or 4 inches. Because of the packers, some of the nails only went into the piles by one or two millimeters. Do you, Can you picture that? Do you understand what that?
1: Well, that's like one or two millimeters is like, I mean. That's not even. Yeah, I was going to say. It's not it's, much. It's, we're, that's, we're
0: indicating with our fingers. It's hard to talk.
1: Don't think that's going to hold anything. <laughs> no. Not even like a toddler.
0: No. It will it may not even hold the weight of the structure itself, right? Uh, on its own. This was where the bolts had been specified in the design so that they would have gone through properly. It took 2 days to complete the task.
1: Yeah, <laughs> cuz they're not using the right equipment. Right? They're just part of the guessing. <laughs> yeah. They're
0: guessing. Exactly. You can guess how to put they're together like, a Lego hmm, set. You right. cannot guess how to put together a load-bearing structure. Yeah,
1: they're like I have got all these holes over here. Are these is this, which one is the right one? <sighs> That's like, that's basically what we're dealing with here.
0: Not even, they didn't even have drills. There were no holes. They just had uh, to guess. That's true.
1: That's that's true. The, the, all the missed marks. Yep. Like, like yeah.
0: <laughs> How many bent nails do you think there were oh in that platform? And, and,
1: and bent fingers, too. Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. They dug a trench at the back of the platform for the concrete counterweight. The platform looked solid. <laughs> like, huh, that looks you pretty good. It looks pretty solid.
1: First word that comes to mind.
0: Looks solid. Solid. <laughs> I think I should point out that the builders felt they had done a good job for delusional <laughs> well, souls. sure, yeah.
1: This is Every, known... Everybody really fucked up. Like, at some point was like, <laughs> right? hey, yeah.
0: Job well done, guys. Yeah, yeah. I
1: followed the manual, kind of.
0: This is interesting. This is known as the Dunning Kruger effect—the yes. tendency of people who are bad at something to think they are good at what they're doing. Have you heard of that before? Oh, yeah. really? I hadn't. No, really. no, no, no. Surprise! Didn't go to school, but <laughs> they obviously thought the construction was safe as they had a picture of the team leaning against the outer rail, so they had confidence in their design.
1: And one of the guys I ah. you know was putting up like the double finger guns. Like, the finger yeah. guns. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, got it. <laughs>
0: Nailed it, literally, because we didn't know what to do we, with the bolts. Because that's all we
1: could do. Like I, I this, was being, I was being serious.
0: I mean, I, I don't want to like lay blame on these people because I think it was just like poor planning all the way around, right? But this kind of sounds like if the gang from It's Always Sunny was trying to. Put I was just gonna say it is,
1: it, it does, yeah. Well, they they kind of did an episode like that. Remember, they tried to do the uh, extreme home makeover. Yes, yes and they uh-huh. just. Literally just trashed the one person's yes. house. Yes, I do recall. But uh, yeah, this is this is the blind leading the blind, like yeah. come to life, like it really is. Yeah.
0: Uh, at this point, I think blind people.
1: <laughs> it might might have worked could out. Could have
0: done better. Pretty good they chance w- it would have. Probably would have. They, like, they would have been a lot. They more cautious. Had... Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: For sure. Oh man.
0: <laughs> We're just laughing because this is the fun part before it gets horrible. For a whole year, the platform was left to sit without a concrete counterweight. I'm sure trampers in the area would have used it as there was nothing to tell them it was unsafe. Okay, so this structure is just like, it's not really done. What needs yeah. is concrete. Um, but nobody's telling people like, stay off. Yeah. In 1993, the local council did come and have a look at the structure They did ask if the necessary building consents had been obtained, but it is unclear if this question was ever answered. That is a question you need the answer to. As someone who works in a field where questions require answers, I require answers. (laughs) You know? Correct. (laughs) We need to know. And it's not even life or death like this. When the concrete was finally poured, there were no instructions given about how to strap the concrete to the platform. The guy doing the job just thought he was pouring some concrete steps. I think you mm. want to tell the guy pouring the concrete what he's even doing there. He didn't realize that the steps were a counterweight.
1: Well, I mean, the, they, at least they were using concrete. At least they were tra-
0: <laughs> But if it's not serving <laughs> no, a purpose. No, I
1: know. I'm just saying. The
0: steel that was supposed to connect the counterweight to the platform had never been found. So he just poured the concrete and went home. So it was basically a useless slab of concrete. Right. He thought it was steps. In 1994, the question of building consent was raised again. After a check, it became clear that no one had obtained one as everyone involved in the project thought someone else was handling it. They did try to... Did they not have a project manager? Jesus. They did try to have the thing certified retrospectively, but the Buller Council wasn't willing to sign off on a structure that they had not inspected while it was being built. That is a good call. Yeah. Do not sign off on something. You're like, I didn't see how this happened.
1: Uh, Raise an eyebrow.
0: There's a good chance they would have been happy with Les Van Dyke's plans, but as his plans were not followed, this is hardly like, relevant. I yeah. We don't. We Ultimately, don't know. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah, that is why inspectors check buildings multiple times during a build. Bingo, sorting out but this problem through
1: the build process.
0: That's exactly what Stephen was saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's, 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 you need to make sure. Okay, there are plans. That's great. I need to see them being followed. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <clears throat> <laughs> what
0: unless you're a libertarian then you just want everyone <laughs> <Yeah>. to die <laughs> just, without regulation hey
1: hey it's it's risky for everybody to live in a building <laughs> we already had that scenario for many years and yes. guess what many people died yep guess what the repercussions of that is mm-hmm. all sorts of things kids become orphans mm-hmm. insurance premiums go up mm-hmm. i mean the so
0: mm-hmm
1: just build a fucking building to code.
0: Well, you see, David, not, in not libertarianism, there are winners and losers. Yeah, I guess so.
1: <laughs> yeah. And most of them will never find out, I guess. Yeah. Which is, uh anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Sorting out this problem was put on the back burner. If <laughs> something tells me that's not a good idea. It was decided that a sign should be put up warning that no more than five people should be on the platform at a time. Why that? Like... How is it safe for five people?
1: (laughs) Hey, at least they're kind of in the right headspace. They're like, we need some...
0: Mitigation.
1: Right. We need some sort of rule.
0: We'll pick a number.
1: We'll (laughs) pick a number of people who...
0: We'll decide a random small number. Five. And keep our fingers crossed. Yes. The sign was made by the guy who had ordered... Oh, sorry. The sign was made, but the guy who ordered the sign was away on holiday... When it arrived at dock headquarters, it was put in a drawer with other shit piled on top and forgotten about. Oh, goody, goody. So not only do we, we're going to pick a number out of thin air and say it's safe for this many people. We're going to, we're going to get a sign so that people know that. Then we're going to put it in a drawer and put it up. Who needs to put it up?
1: Again, they have the right idea. (laughs) The the follow through is just, just not there. (laughs) Oh man. At least with their two rules that they came up with. Or their <laughs> one rule, and then they're like, oh man. You know what? Let's put, let's, uh, let's drawer that for the day. <laughs> and never put it up.
0: All right, so now the disaster.
1: Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah,
0: there we go.
1: Need this for the disaster part.
0: Yeah, right? Thai Poutini Polytechnic. Poutini. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> is that? canadian magician putini <laughs> <laughs> the great putini <laughs> <laughs> did you like that one
1: yes i did i gotcha yes you did
0: <laughs> the great putini obviously means something different.
1: (laughs) Well, you never know. He could have had it as, like, a snack. Or he could have had it, like, always on him. Like, the the poutine.
0: (laughs) Is it Italian poutine? Is it
1: (laughs) (laughs) poutini? Maybe.
0: Anyway, Thai Poutine Polytechnic (laughs) in Greymouth focuses on outdoor activities. It teaches horticulture, stone carving, and outdoor education, among other things.
1: Throwing snowballs, too.
0: How much snow is in New Zealand? They have some mountains. Stephen, how much there. snow? I think so. Maybe in the southern southern part. How much snow is there in New Zealand? Please let us know. I'd be very interested.
1: <laughs> Everybody, send us a report. Yeah, <clears throat> please. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, need, we need the snow, and then what was the earlier one? We we were asking Stephen for something else.
0: Oh, did we? I think so. Oh no, uh, Nicole. Or Nicole about percentage of oh, yes, the that's United what it was. States. Yeah, yeah. with um, national parks. Anyway. Uh. Yeah, Demetrius has some ideas on that. <laughs> People come from all over the country and stay in the Polytech's hostel to study there. The 1995 outdoor recreation course has 40 students enrolled. These students called themselves the Outdoor Wreckers. That's going to be an unfortunate name, I have a feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like irony like that. Mm-hmm. This was a 36-week full-time course that gave the students a chance... To get a qual- to get qualification that would help them get a job in adventure and ecotourism. Okay, like, um, uh, well, yeah, exactly what, what Stephen is describing. I don't know why I'm trying to, like, re-summarize it. A lot of the kids on the course had struggled at school as they were all very physically active kids. Yes, usually or frequently very energetic children don't love sitting in school all day. On Thursday, the 27th of April, so this is 1995, the class split into two groups. This is mid-autumn in New Zealand, so the weather could be quite unpredictable. So that's, oh oh yes, uh, mid-autumn, right, that's our mid-spring there, mid-autumn. Group A was headed to Cave Creek. The trip to the beginning of the walk would take just over an hour. The road trip ended with a 7-kilometer, just over 4-mile ride on Bullet Creek Farm Road. This was an unsealed gravel road. Shirley Slatter, an employee from Doc, went along with the group as a tour guide. John Skilton was the tutor in charge of the group. Doc says the round trip takes just over an hour, but these students were young and fit, so the walk would have been much quicker for them. Oh, oh, to be young and fit. (laughs) I've always found Doc's estimates to be very pessimistic anyway. The group climbed onto the viewing platform and everything seemed normal until one of the students dropped an umbrella down to the creek below. The students moved to one side to view the umbrella fall. Shirley Slatter, the manager of the Dock Visitor Center, thought she saw the platform flex. Some of the students noticed as well and started jumping up and down on the platform. She told everyone to stop jumping, and she only allowed half of the students on the platform at a time. So it does sound like this is very much something a child, kids would do, right?
1: I'm surprised it even held up here.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. I, mean,
1: I was. I thought the
0: that that was going to be the the yeah. story, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I I think it's also a good call for Shirley that she was like, okay, hey, we're gonna we're gonna reduce the number of kids that get to stand on here at once. The rest of the day was uneventful, but Shirley was worried enough to talk to John Skilton, the tutor, when she got back. Oh, and when she got back, she also reported the incident to Stephen O'Day, her boss and manager of the Field Center. Good for... Shirley's kind of killing it here. She's doing a good job doing what she should be doing. She was kind of a chaperone. She yelled at the kids for doing stupid shit. Limited limited kids were on uh the... And reported it to her boss.
1: I I am shocked this thing is holding up at all. Right. The whole build up to this, I'm like the first people that walk across this thing.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Not
1: that there would be multiple tries. I was... Oh my God. Yeah. You got to be kidding me.
0: Stephen took her concerns seriously and decided to join Group B to evaluate if there really was a problem. Hey great she's being taken seriously this is all good yeah. but I have a feeling that this is not gonna go well. The next day well because this is a disaster podcast the next day Friday the 28th was sunny. Group B headed off. There were 23 people heading to uh, heading off to walk the track. during the walk, one of the students, Leanne Wheeler, had hurt her knee and started to lag behind. Shirley Slatter also twisted her ankle, so she fell behind the main group as well. Jeez, this, this, tra- this uh, hike is just taking people out, although probably for their benefit in the yeah. end. John Skilton took the opportunity of a toilet break when most of Group B arrived at the platform. The 18 remaining members walked onto the platform at about 1130 on Friday morning. When they were all on, one of the front beams detached from the pile it was connected to. This was followed by all the connections on the front of the platform failing. This put extra force on the back of the platform, and the nails used to secure the structure to the concrete pulled free. The whole thing tilted forwards. The second row of piles acted as a fulcrum, tipping the structure, giving the students no opportunity to jump to safety. The platform then broke free, falling into the canyon 30 meters below. Oh, Jesus. This is the equivalent. Oh, sorry. This is. Jesus. I almost... <laughs> really awkwardly interrupted myself. This is. <laughs> sorry.
1: Which of the two of us has been drinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interestingly, I'm the one drinking kombucha over here.
0: Uh, so this is the equivalent height of a 10 story building. Yeah.
1: I was going to say that's about 100 feet. That's horrible. Yeah.
0: Amazingly, some people survived the fall.
1: Jeez.
0: That is wild. A yeah. 10 story. Now, they're not necessarily all free falling if they're like on the structure as it's falling potentially, but. I
1: guess. I mean, but it's... then that
0: shit could fall on you too.
1: And given how this thing was built, it's pretty much going to disintegrate once it. most things will from 10 stories. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. I
1: mean, that's that's enough uh, velocity that's. Whatever you're. If you're still on the structure, the structure is just going to frickin'
0: yeah, explode at right. your feet
1: as soon as that hits.
0: Caroline Smith broke her leg in three places. Yikes. Sam Lucas broke too many bones to list here. He has no memory of the accident. But the last survivor, Stephen Hannon, was so badly hurt he wasn't expected to live. He is now a tetraplegic because of his injuries. Okay, so Stephen. ten... No, I, I'm gonna, I, I wanna, I, I know, I'm not supposed to like look things up. But I'm no, but very, I've never very, very heard that, but tetraplegia, that's... paralysis of all four limbs and torso.
1: Oh my god! So you can't, nothing.
0: Well, f- all four limbs and and to- Oh, okay, I see. So this is paraplegia, Mm -hmm. hemiplegia, tetra... Yeah, like nothing. nothing. Well, neck up. Chin up, maybe, like from the chin up or so. My God. Wow. Oh, man. Stacey Mitchell grabbed onto the platform's handrail and surfed the platform down the hill. He survived with just cuts and bruises. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, that must have been terrifying. Like...
1: In an instant, like, became, like, unwittingly, like, an action star. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right. Like, if you'd been filming uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Jeez. The people who had lagged behind heard the crash, and they rushed to the scene of the disaster. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being like, I twisted my ankle, and it saved my life? <sighs> There's so many stories like that. It's, yeah, it's of course. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah. They knew that there were people lying injured below because they could hear people calling for help from below. Shirley and one of the students, Mark Trainer, ran back to the car park to radio for help. The other three headed into the gorge to help as best as they could. Wow! When Shirley and Mark arrived back at the vehicles to radio for help, they realized that they didn't have any keys and the ignition had to be on to operate the radio. All three vans had been left unlocked, but the radios were useless. One of the students had to run down the seven kilometer road back to the nearest house. So one kid's like running four miles. Terrified the whole time. Yeah. Oh my God. Shirley wrote a note for him to give to the first person he met in hope that it would speed up getting help to the victims. Soon after the boy headed off, Shirley met two mountain bikers and she sent them off to catch up with Mark. When they caught up with Mark, the student borrowed one of the bikes to get to the closest house. That's that's smart. It's like, give it to the kid. Let the kid with the most energy, the person with the most energy go as quickly as possible. It still took him about 50 minutes before he was able to dial 111, which is New Zealand's mm. emergency number. Makes a bit more sense that
1: it's all one digit. 111.
0: one one. one. I'm, I'm sure there's a reason it's 911 here, but anyway.
1: Or maybe nobody thought of that.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> that could be. If it was
0: Some, the 80s, who knows? somebody was
1: like 911, it sounds I'm pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we're used to it now. Yeah, exactly. But yeah.
0: I believe it's 999 in the UK. Yeah, Again, but, just the same but number. But it makes
1: sense pressing the same digit three right. times in case you are, like, somewhat...
0: Right. Like, incapacitated. Yeah. Although I wonder if they did it so that, like, you deliberately have to dial it so that it would cut down on accidental calls. Uh, that might
1: be as well. But so,
0: it seems like very American reasoning. Yeah um so it took him all right he, he had put so much effort into getting help that he ran out of breath while talking to emergency services yeah the farmer who owned the house took the phone from his hands and read out the note that shirley had written shirley's extremely competent this kid's amazing this farmer's smart like these are these are the people these who are should people have built the it. platform yes exactly yeah <laughs> I was just thinking job. the
1: exact same thing. I was like, oh, you know no. what? You know who we could have given the job right? to? Right? <laughs> These people.
0: Her thinking had been clear, so she told them how many casualties were there, and she requested helicopters and sling nets to get people to safety. Boy, Shirley is like on it. Well, she's also with um, the Department of Conservation. She probably has some experience. Yeah. A helicopter was sent from Christchurch, and an army helicopter with four medics was dispatched as well to help the locals who were heading out by road. John, Darren, and Leanne arrived at the bottom of the gorge and were surprised to see Stacy walking around stunned. That's the kid who surfed the platform. Yeah. Two of the survivors were screaming in pain, yeah, and all the people on the scene could do was sit with them and try to make them comfortable. That would be Mm excruciating. I mean, not as excruciating as the poor kids who were hurt, but can you imagine just having to, like, there's someone in horrible pain, and you're just trying to comfort them as best as you can, because you can't help them, really. Mm -hmm. The closest thing I can relate to, and it's not like this, is... Talking my cousin through the first stages of of um, labor when she had her first kid. I mean, it was painful. Sure, wasn't this? No, and it was expected. (laughs) Very different, just to be clear. But
1: anyway, and just a couple years apart, apparently. Oh. when was this your uh this was
0: 95 okay. and he
1: was born in 06 <laughs> oh I thought he was born like in 98 or something like that uh, okay. I
0: would she, we she and I would have been uh 13 and 14 at that time oh, okay well, that make sense. <laughs> no fortunately not <laughs> we, were, well, we were 21 at the time
1: sadly not that that doesn't happen it, it does happen. that was not yeah. the uh that was not the case here I think, mm-hmm. but...
0: 21 yeah, is still I'm, damn I'm young but
1: I was obviously thinking of somebody else
0: yeah I guess so yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, where was I? Okay. Uh, most of the people who had fallen had been tipped out of the platform because before it had become sure, completely Sure, that's detached. why
1: they couldn't jump to anywhere because it...
0: Yeah, they hit the ground and then the platform fell on top of them. Oh, that's geez. horrible. The structure was still almost completely intact. Oh my God. What? Wow. Okay. So they built... So-
1: <laughs> They my, built
0: it well? Blows what? was my theory. Oh, they it makes, exploding upon it. Well, I mean, yeah, from 10 stories. Think
1: so. From a shoddily built. How
0: many fucking nails did they use?
1: It might have been the concrete at the end. Like, who knows? Mm. Oh, I mean, that's
0: it, bizarre. I mean, yeah, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe the concrete was on the bottom and it. Con- something but then that's like that. bad news for it landing on the. Well, victims. of course. Jeez. But I mean, it sur- it's not good, it, good news either. But it survived way.
1: the fall somehow, which is. That's nuts. wild. I would, yeah.
0: Some were lucky, uh, and the rocks below kept the platform from crushing them. Okay. But the mixture of the drop and having something heavy hit them from above made it a miracle that anyone survived. Yeah, that is shocking that a few people did live. First aid was part of the course, so they started by taking pulses and seeing who was past help. And they had to triage their own group. They were on their own to cope for over an hour. It soon became obvious that most people had already perished. Only six people were alive by the time they had reached the victims. Mm. Shirley Slatter had grabbed up all the clothing she could find before heading back down the track to help as much as she could. A local helicopter was first on the scene. It arrived an hour and ten minutes after the accident. That's a lag time.
1: Well, but given the circumstances, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, they got somebody there within just over an hour. Yeah. So...
0: There were still no first responders on the scene so they had to make a judgment call on who to load onto the helicopter the first person they chose died before he could be carried up to the helicopter two people were airlifted out stephen hannon was so badly hurt it took a couple of hours before the people treating him were willing to attempt to move him three hours later most of the uninjured had to walk back to the vehicles and drive out while the rescue teams did what they could It was 7 o'clock that evening when they finally got back to Greymouth. During this time, the remaining bodies were airlifted to Greymouth Hospital. Even though John, Darren, and Leanne had made a list of the deceased, the next of kin couldn't be notified until the bodies had been identified. Hmm. A lot of the victims' families heard of the disaster on the news. They knew that their kids may well have been involved. Most guessed that their children were dead when their kid failed to ring to say they were safe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some had to wait eight and a half hours before they found out if their child was dead. Two days later, the government announced a court of inquiry. Doc admitted that it was at fault right at the beginning of the proceedings. Well, good. But everyone was quite quick to make sure that they took no personal responsibility. So the organization is taking responsibility, but not no individual's Dark argued that it was a systemic failure that caused the failure, and the Court of Inquiry agreed. I mean, it does kind of sound like it. In the end, no one was held accountable at all. Well, that's not good. <laughs> Despite the police... I mean, I, I
1: kind of had a feeling that this... I mean...
0: it. But, like, blame shouldn't be so diffuse that nobody is held responsible. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not advocating for like jail time or anything, but like, Oh, if it, you're it, saying, of not, just, Oh, this is a systemic failure. It's like, well then okay,
1: that, that, fix it. But that's for a reason.
0: Yes. You need to fix. Yes. And what, where's the complacency? Yeah. Where's the bad management? Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, it's it, like, <laughs> like that does that type of thing doesn't exist in a vacuum. Like Mm-mm. certain decisions were made and it's like, okay, who made them? How can we, make them better
0: mm-hmm.
1: i mean yeah, yeah. it's de- it's exactly what it is a systemic failure
0: yes mm-hmm. despite the police sending a report to the solicitor general it was decided that no one would be prosecuted the law in new zealand at the time made it impossible to prosecute a government department no government officials resigned they just all passed the buck and denied it was their fault that's the problem that's the problem right there only one person from DOC resigned as a gesture of reconciliation. The families of the victims considered that the person who resigned was the one person that had little or no responsibility for what happened. Yeah. A year later, Dennis Marshall, the Minister of Conservation, finally resigned. He remained as a member of Parliament, so that was no big deal for him. Bill Mansfield, the chief executive of DOC, resigned in November 1997, two years too late. Many people unfairly blamed Les Van Dyke's design for the disaster, but we know that nobody followed that. It only takes a few minutes of reading to work out that his design wasn't at fault. The platform he had prefabricated was still pretty much intact after f- the fall, which is true. It didn't fall apart. The plat- uh, his, He refused to be interviewed by the media and in some ways that didn't help the public's perception of him. Three years later, Doc's procedures were completely overhauled and better systems were put in place. Okay. But three years later? Mm. After checking out its other 106 viewing platforms, they closed 16 of them. That's over 10%. Any platform that covers...
1: (coughs) We're noticing a trend.
0: (laughs) Any platform that covers a drop of more than one and a half meters or five feet is now checked annually. Okay. Good. Good. Stacy Mitchell blames himself for the accident the group had been shaking the platform before it fell. You know what, Stacy? The platform should have been able to withstand shaking. Mm-hmm. That is not your fault.
1: That is... Plus we're, we're talking about... A structural failure. We're talking about modern-day engineering. Like yes! We're, just, we're, we're not talking about, like, the, the Stone Age here. No! And they even built better things back then mm. than, the, than this thing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean...
0: Jeez.
1: But somehow, also, somehow, some way, they built like a solid structure, just not one to stay in place where it was. Right. But, I mean, yeah. This is just a crazy story. Yeah.
0: This is unfair as every replica of the platform that was tested collapsed with the equivalent weight of just 10 people standing still. It took a while for John Skilton to get over the accident. He was the person in charge of the group, so he felt partly responsible as well. Again, nobody in this group was to blame. Stephen Hannon has perhaps been the most heavily affected by the tragedy. The collapse of the platform left him a tetraplegic, and he has been condemned to life in a wheelchair. He was heavily sedated for six weeks and spent nine more weeks in an intensive care unit. After this, he was relocated to a hospital in Christchurch, where he began to learn how to deal with his permanent injury. This has drastically changed Hannon's life, and he now spends his time giving back to the community. Um, poor yeah, Stephen, you don't... You, giving back to the, the community. The community needs to give back to you, sweetie. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> that is not your fault. Oh my God. No. I mean, I guess, I guess something the, so traumatic, of course, it's going to like just change your perspective on everything. So hopefully... He's doing that and feels a good sense of purpose in doing it.
1: Well, I I, ta- I was I saw a couple of friends I hadn't seen in a while this past weekend, mm-hmm. and we were talking about our podcast because they were asking about it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, like somehow the topic of um, survivor guilt came up. Oh yes.
0: They didn't
1: really, it, they didn't necessarily know that it was a real thing, and I'm like, oh, oh yes. yeah, I'm like it's it's definitely a real thing.
0: It's and a real thing for a lot of things, not, not actress, just disasters. No. Although that's big. People who survive cancer. Well, I gave feel them guilt I gave them the
1: example the example. Of, well, two examples: the uh-huh. Travis Barker incident, which we've never done. We will do someday. I've that told,
0: that was recent, right? It was a couple of years. Yeah, ago. I don't well, want to go into it at all. Okay, because we'll because we'll do it that now.
1: one. Mm-hmm. But I, I gave them the example of like my sister, um, when she. Gave my dad COVID before there Um, was a vaccine or anything like that. Well, when
0: she had COVID and unknowingly exposed Mm -hmm. him and then he got
1: COVID. Yeah, he was really sick. Yeah. Like, it could have been... And elderly. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, she was. And guess guess who that, you know, virus has mostly killed? Older people. Older. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so... But, I mean, thankfully, he's fine. Yes. But, I mean, she... You can tell sometimes, especially, like, she won't talk about it, obviously, but she still feels some sort of, like... And I'm, sh- I'm sure that happened for so many people. Oh, yes. You know yes. what I mean? Oh, yes. Like, uh-huh. I accidentally got grandma sick, and now grandma's not here anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you know that happened to probably tens of thousands of people.
0: Mm-hmm. So. And I am sure that there are people who were, to some extent, negligent in doing so. In other words, like, being a denier or bullshit. Sure. You know, people following. Although, there were plenty of people spreading that bullshit, too. Mm-hmm. Those are the people who are to blame, yeah. ultimately um but no survivor guilt is a is a big thing because it, it is it does it you can understand how it messes with your head to think like why did something horrible happen mm-hmm. to this person but not to me well because one of my how friends did i survive
1: well one of my friends brought up like wouldn't you be like hey like oh like, like a like, renewed like me, lease on like, life. like i'm gonna like spread this to mess yeah. and i was like I'm like some people do yeah, go that way. Yeah, some people do. I was like it's not like a, a 50-50 no, thing. No, no. I was like some people go in that direction. I'm like but there are plenty of examples going mm-hmm. in the, the direction that you know
0: is a, a lot more stressful. Yeah. Because so. it's traumatizing. Of course. And people have different reactions to trauma. Because
1: again it's it's the what's the it's the inflection like like oh my god, I can't believe this happened or oh my, oh my god, god yeah. I, I can't believe this happened. Mhm. Like it's yeah. the uh, it's
0: two sides of the same coin, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's... a news article on Stuff talked, oh, yeah, Stuff.co.nz. I've seen that. Um, talked about how Stephen has taken on the role of helping and mentoring disadvantaged young people. Oh, Stephen, hmm. this Stephen, mm-hmm. this but well, we love our Stephen, yes, but this Stephen, that's yes. very that's poor poor guy. I I hope he didn't. I hope, he's, I hope he gets a lot of of um, satisfaction and feels very good with what he's done with his life. Because he's obviously really... I hope he, he does it out of lots and lots of joy and not out of guilt.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah. Carolyn Smith was only 18 when the platform collapsed under her. Most of her injuries were broken bones, but she also suffered from survivor's guilt. Yeah. In an interview with a newspaper reporter, she talks about going going to the inquiry and feeling guilty as she watched the families of the victims that weren't so lucky. The year after the accident, she went back and completed her polytech course. After that, she left the West Coast as everything reminded her of the disaster. Sure. She suffered bouts of depression, extreme anger, and panic attacks. It was the birth of her son that helped change her life. Hmm. She finally moved back to the coast to bring up her son. Hmm. The platform has not been replaced, and the area around it has been ripped off. The track was renamed the Cave Creek Memorial Track in 2020. There is a stone with a list of the dead at the beginning of the walk. Taiputini Polyte- Polytechnic has its own memorial. Mm. That was the story of the Cave Creek platform disaster. Mm. Well done, Stephen. Yes. As always, per usual. But, wow, well, that was... That was so fun at the beginning. There was so much fun stuff to make fun of. And then it was just it was, horrible. Was that's how it always goes, isn't it?
1: Yes, for the most part.
0: Oh. Exactly. Yeah, that's... And and they were all so young. So, like, the survivors... I mean, they have a long time to survive that. They have yeah. many years of
1: their lives to
0: survive that.
1: And, like, as soon as the... <laughs> as soon as the, the topic, the uh, title, came up, rather, mm-hmm. I was like, that's kind of what I had in mind.
0: Of something collapsing. Because mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm.
1: we have done, um, was it a Hyatt? I, yes, I'm not, the Regency Walking I was going to yeah. say, I'm not trying to call out any company. I, don't, I was like, was it, was it the one, that Dude, one? David, they're doing? a sponsor. Yeah. yeah. They're going to take our points away. But, uh, but yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that was a.
0: Yeah, a structural failure, Mm
1: -hmm. and a way worse one than this. I mean, there
0: was more casualties. Yeah, yeah. you
1: know, so
0: yeah. What's what's uh, worse? What's better? I mean, even even if you have
1: like a fancy like engineering firm behind you, you still Mm -hmm. design a walkway that, Mm -hmm. as we sadly found out, yeah. But um, mm. yes, indeed. But like every, but like so. I again, I was at the the show last night, but. Mm -hmm. Especially if I'm in a space with that many people, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, "This is why you design a building with multiple egresses yeah. all around the That's building." That's exactly right. So the flow is, for the most part, e- going to be equal.
0: Well, you know? provided everybody takes like Correct. the nearest exit, which but, is tricky in a right. panic, you know.
1: But most people, the way it's designed, come in that way as well. So you're right. The you flow is, the, yeah, the flow is going to way be, be go. somewhat yeah. even. Mm-hmm. But anyway.
0: I'm I'm not sure I'll I'll be stepping into an arena anytime soon. Yeah. Just the plus, I don't like stuff that happens, and in... I mean I'm not a concert person. I'm I'm a musician who doesn't like going to concerts.
1: <laughs> That's I... <laughs> <is> true. <laughs> I've known that since the day we've met, pretty much.
0: Yeah, it's just not my thing. I don't mind being on stage at a concert. I'm good with that.
1: You're also a musician that doesn't like to listen to music too loud. Which that's not, correct. You know, that's
0: very correct because yeah. I value my hearing. No, yeah, that's a good point. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, it did better for Motley Crue by not by not, you know, thinking about their hearing or like anything. Oh about yes,
0: them. you can tell. They're in such good shape now.
1: They're fantastic. <laughs> we were we were talking about that last night that came up somehow, going to Crew Fest Ugh. in oh nine, just being like because people were talking about, like, oh, what topics have you done for, like, the fun ones?
0: Uh-huh, right. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: And I was, like, because people were, like, and I was just, like, you, we got, I'm, like, most of the stuff we talk about is pretty depressing, so uh-huh. we, we have to talk about something, like, a fun yeah. type of disaster, which mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily call Motley Crue fun.
0: People did die as a result of them. They did.
1: <laughs> Motley Crue is, like, responsible for some bad things happening. Yes. But, uh, but, yeah, we... we Talked about that and it's just like, it's like yeah, you got to do something occasionally, yeah. mm-hmm. just lighten the mood. For sure, that's not what this was. That's not
0: what this was.
1: <laughs> but we thank you, Stephen. Yes. For yet another scripts mm-hmm. and we look for. I'm sure there's some more in there. Oh yeah,
0: we are. We, Stephen's, he's on it. He is very a very faithful contributor. We appreciate everybody. Just for the record, Stephen's a, a very steady contributor and we appreciate that. I I really hope. I hope, and kind of presume, but hope that Stephen really likes doing this. And that's oh, why he does well, it, you know, because he enjoys it.
1: Yes, of course.
0: I mean, I, I love his writing style. I, I, it sounds like he's enjoying it. Yes, I absolutely. mean, not enjoying the disasters, but enjoying no, the writing yes. process.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Anyway. So that, we go. <laughs> that was the Cave Creek Platform Disaster. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week.